0: Hi, Satellite Sisters. We're excited to announce our new weekly newsletter, Pep Talk. That's right. It's happening. A little pep talk in your inbox on Fridays starting in August. Every issue will be short and sweet with podcast highlights, our recommendations for books, TVs and films that are going to keep you entertained, plus recipes and other, you know, tidbits. And of course, there'll be a little pep talk because we all need that right now, don't we? It's the perfect newsletter to enjoy and then share with your satellite sisters and misters. You can find sign-up links all over the place on our social media, on our website, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. We would love to have you sign up for Pep Talk now. Thanks.
1: We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. I am Liz Dolan. I am the middle sister. I live in Santa Monica, California, sitting in my my second bedroom here uh, and talking to my sister, Julie. How are you doing
2: today, Julie? Hey, I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm coming to you live from my closet in Dallas, Texas, the home of the 2020 Baseball World Series. Can you believe this? How is that happening? I don't know, because we're not in the Texas teams are not in the World Series. Los Angeles is playing Tampa Bay, but they're having the World Series in Dallas, Texas. So go figure. It's a bubble.
1: It's a bubble. Okay. All right.
2: It's 2020. But we're happy to be with you. (laughs) And I'm happy to be with you, sister. Yes. Leanne is off today. Leanne's on a
1: little mini vacay. Uh, so we hope she's not listening and that she's just enjoying herself. She will be doing this week's edition of Pep Talk at the end of the week though. So uh, so stay tuned for that. And if you hadn't haven't signed up for that, be sure you do that. And Julie, you know, this weekend on Saturday night, I saw Leon like in person face to face at an appropriate distance for the first time since June. Can you believe that?
2: That's surprising because you both live in Southern California, so I thought you were getting together more often. Not, but you were away. You were in Oregon for uh, most of the yeah. So yeah, okay. So how did that go? Did we've really
1: been kind of following the rules and not? I don't make a lot of social appointments just because I feel like. That's not what we're supposed to be doing right now. So, but yeah, no, it was great. We met down at the beach for dinner, which was super nice. That is the nice thing about living in Southern California. And most of all, the funniest thing is she, the first thing she said was how great my hair looked. She gave me approval for my hair. And it's because... You know, I said at the beginning of the current unpleasantness that I was just going to stop dyeing my hair and by, you know, I would just find out what its real color is. Uh-huh. So this is, it was so when she said, oh my God, your hair looks so great. I was like, this is my
2: actual hair color. <laughs> you know, Liz, that's great. I think a lot of women are finding their actual hair color. They're, <laughs> they've decided during, during this time that they're, they're going to do that. And that's great. They're embracing it, whatever it is. Yes. And, yeah. Or, Other people are going in the other direction and just saying, I'm going to dye my hair pink because it's 2020 or I want blue hair or I want purple hair. And that's fine, too. Right.
1: That's funny, Julie, because I've actually been thinking about that. That would be (laughs) fun. Like
2: like if you're if you're ever going to do it, this is the year. 2020. Yeah, that's this is it. Be bold, Liz, Uh, whatever, whatever you want to do is fine with me.
1: Okay, well first I want to remind everyone that today is our third episode during October. All this month we are trying to give you some tools and inspiration to take better care of yourself to get through whatever this next phase of lockdown or COVID is going to be. It's like we have to regroup, take some deep cleansing breaths and recommit, Rachel. Absolutely. So, So today we are talking about nutrition during COVID and some other self-care techniques. We're going to be joined in the next segment by Dr. Leslie Korn. She's a Harvard Medical School trained specialist in natural and integrative medicine. So that's the key here. We're trying to keep it totally natural. And she specializes in the treatment of trauma, chronic illness, and optimal wellness and that's what I'm going for. How about you? Optimal wellness? Yes, That's, please. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so she has many like simple tips. These are just not tricky stuff, people. It's some of them even sound like hot toddies. I'm going <laughs> to ask her about that. So <laughs>
2: well, well, it is fall. And if those are good for you, I'd yes. like one of those too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't wait to talk to her. She sounds, Dr. Corn sounds very interesting. Yeah. She's the highlight of today. So oh. what's been going on with you? Well, Liz, um, how, you know the expression mansplaining, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, every, yes. I think everybody knows that now that, you know, when men explain things that you've just said to them or that they think they're teaching you things. Well, how about kidsplaining? Have you ever oh. heard this? Okay. This is when kids tell you stuff. So I was out walking my with my beloved Oliver. He's my black lab. And I came across a young girl. Uh, maybe I'm... I would say Urban Nana, uh, I think she was about nine or 10 years old, and mm-hmm. she was chasing after her dog. She uh, I, The dog wasn't on a leash. She caught the dog, and it was a very nice dog, and she was a very nice uh, girl, and so I uh, introduced her to my dog, Oliver, and I said, what is your dog's name? And she said, my dog is named Casper, and then she said, uh, I said, oh, that's a very good name. She said, well, it's um, from a very, very, very old cartoon, okay? <laughs> it was the story of a friendly ghost. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, really? And she said, yes. Uh, and he was very friendly, and my dog is friendly, so that's why we, <laughs> we named him <laughs> name Casper. That's explaining, Liz, okay? <laughs> she explained Casper the friendly ghost to me, um, and I let her do it, and... Um, and that that was that. That's,
1: that's delightful, though. I am glad to know that Casper the Friendly Ghost lives on in the arts of children, even it's today. Very,
2: very old. I think she <laughs> said that two or three times.
1: I think I could actually sing that theme song, but I won't. I won't. Oh, okay. Because okay. we have much more important things to do, including, before we move into things that are about this week, I would like to talk a little bit more about last week. Specifically, I would like to talk about my life-changing on-screen appearance with the barefoot Contessa herself. Ina and I on the same screen. You know, Julie, there are a lot of unpredictable things that have happened in 2020. Right. But... In a million years? Would you? <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> a million, maybe two million years. <laughs> did I ever think you and I in a garden? All right, Liz, you have to explain for everyone that, uh, that uh, about how that came to be or how that came why. To be. How did that happen? Because <laughs> Leanne and I still don't believe it. We watched it, but we still don't believe it. <laughs> i know
1: i know well it's just like i really feel like this could be the turning point in 2020 to have like such a positive thing happen i'm like okay it's all it's all changing now it's going to get better so um you know i am a huge fan of sixth and i it's a center for arts and entertainment and ideas they do a lot of talks there it's in washington dc and it's also a synagogue that was built in 1908 and so it's a just a community center about religion and arts, and and uh, I used to spend a lot of time in Washington D.C. when I worked for National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Uh, But also you may remember that last year they do a lot of author talks there. And last year they asked me, they, they knew that we were familiar with Adam Rippon, the skater. And they asked me to moderate an evening with Adam Rippon. So I had the pleasure, the unbelievable pleasure of sitting in their beautiful space and, and talking to Adam Rippon and, uh, it was fantastic and memorable. And then they put Satellite Sisters on the schedule. Remember, we were supposed to I be I know, there we were all spring.
2: signing. People bought tickets. Yeah, we were ready to go. But we yep. all know what happens with, with that. Yep.
1: Yeah, so we've moved that to next year. But anyway, so I saw Ina on the schedule for for this month. I checked their schedule a lot because now it's amazing that all of these places which you didn't used to be able to go to because you lived, you know, thousands of miles away, now because everything is online, it's like you can go anywhere you want now. Mm-hmm. So I constantly checked the 6th and I's schedule and I saw that they had Ina coming and that Ina was going to be interviewed by Helene Cooper from the New York Times. So, you know, in Pep Talk every week, the newsletter that Leon does, we try to have some, you know, special recommendations of things to do. So I recommended, I immediately bought my own ticket and, you know, getting my autographed book and all of that, but I put a recommendation for that in, uh, in Pep Talk. And then I sent a copy of that so they could see it to my friends at Sixth and I, and when they saw that, they that's when they responded with the offer like, "Well, would you like to do do the intro?" So that's that's how that happened. That's amazing.
2: That's amazing. I mean, it was it was great. Now, all right. So you you know you were doing the intro intro. You weren't actually doing the interviewing, but did you before we hooked up virtually? Did you get a chance to chat um, with Ina in the green room? You did. Oh, Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what's the behind? Let's hear the (laughs) the behind-the-scenes report.
1: Well, here's the thing about Ina Garten. She is exactly the way she appears to be, which is so fantastic when you meet someone like that. So we all had to sign into the, you know, the green room on the Zoom half an hour early because they wanted to make sure that everything was technically okay. and everyone was saying hello. And with someone like that, I I don't know about you, but I I never know what to call them because it seems presumptuous to just call them Ina. Right. What else would you call her? Contessa. I would call her Contessa. (laughs) Your Highness. Anyway. So, so no, I just, the good thing on Zoom is everyone has their names on their screen, right? So you can just, so I called her Ina, she called me Liz, I introduced myself and, uh, and then she was saying to the other people on the, on the call, Helene had not logged in yet. And she said, by the way, does she pronounce her name Helene or Helene? Because I've known her for a while and I've been calling her Helene all these years. But Jeffrey told me that her name is actually pronounced Helene. So I thought that was hilarious.
2: That is really cute. That's nice. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I so mean, that... Ina comes across in the interview that you did as just a great gal pal. You know, yeah. like obviously a wildly successful, super exacting in everything, but she looks like she would be like a really good friend.
1: Yes. And there was absolutely no difference between Ina when the show was on and Ina behind the scenes, right? Same thing.
2: That's quite a compliment. Just
1: that 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 is the best. But first, I have a couple of confessions. (laughs) Number one is that even though my entire um, intro was Uh, was one minute. Yeah, I rehearsed the heck out of them, (laughs) which I never do. I mean, we're used to just blah, 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 blah. We say whatever we want to say, right? So you had it
2: committed to memory,
1: Liz? I I had it not quite committed to memory, but I just wanted to make sure that I could nail all the things that were important to her, all the things that were important to Sixth and I. And then, you know, I did insert that one picture of mom and I sitting outside and Ina reading. I wanted to have, I wanted to make sure I could pull all of that off naturally, but not take off take over any more than my allotted time because I was supposed to just introduce them and get out of the way. So there was a lot, of,
2: a lot of rehearsal involved. In well, that, Liz, so. that that's the that's why you're a pro. That's probably why they asked you because you you do prepare. You do all your homework. You read all the books and you prepare. Okay, Liz. When I was watching, of course, I was very nervous for you that that you but you looked very calm. You weren't, ner- you Thank weren't you. nervous. Thank you. Okay, good. Good. I was. Now uh, you shop this in your kitchen. Okay. First of all, Leon. Uh, Liz, your kitchen looked great. Very shiny. Did you do extra cleaning? Yes, yes. Okay. There was, not
1: only was there extra cleaning, but I also rearranged things on the shelves behind me because I didn't, I I just wanted it to sort of fade into the background. Well, first of all, you know, because I asked you guys on last week's show, like, do you think it's okay if I do it in my kitchen? Because I was afraid that would be sort of pretentious slash dorky.
2: But you and Leon both told me that no, I could do I that. thought it looked good. Now your kitchen did not look as good as Ina's. Okay. No, Her no. kitchen was amazing and glamorous yeah. and gorgeous lighting. But yours looked very good, Liz. I thought yeah, you know, things had really been picked up. No yes. sign of the Betty, your plastic Betty. <laughs> was- oh, oh, oh wait, if you go
1: back and you okay, I'll repost the still you will see that there's my container of spoons and mashers and things. And out of the corner of your eye, you can see the Betty there if you look carefully. I purposely, I left a couple of just clues for, you know, the Cooking with Liz fans. Yes. Uh, One was having the Betty out of the corner of one eye, and the other was a sticky note out of the corner of the other eye.
2: I I noticed the sticky note, Liz. (laughs) And now did Ina ask you about the sticky note or anything like that?
1: She did not. But I but in the back room before we started, I did explain that that, you know, but I didn't want to overdo it because it's talk about pretentious explaining to Ina Garden that you do a live facebook cooking <laughs> 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 cooking show yeah i didn't want to get into details about cooking with liz i was i was mainly nervous that i was going to out of my nervousness mention cooking with liz when we were actually on the air Good. and then and that would be something i would never live down because no. you cannot mention cooking with liz to the barefoot contestant no no but-
2: you that was For the cooking you...
1: with Liz people that were there, I just wanted them to know that we we all had that in common. But anyway, one of the things I loved most about what she was saying is she was talking about how she has been entertaining during COVID times and how she makes people welcome in her backyard. Wasn't that nice?
2: That was that was lovely and natural, and you know, she just uh And she's being so careful, you know, I was, you know, I was kind of surprised she's as old as she is, but uh, she said she's 72. And so she, she and Jeffrey, uh, her, you know, long devoted husband have, you know, they have to be careful. And, but she was saying, you can just, you know, be safe, but keep it very simple. uh, And that, um, and outdoors, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: She said that she only entertains people from one household at a time, which I think is a good idea. Don't mix pods, right? So she's super conscious of that. And that she just puts chairs at the ends of a six-foot dining table. But then because she doesn't want people to feel so far apart, she fills the middle of the table with flowers and candles and things, which I think is a good idea. And then she said because the seasons are changing, now she's got outdoor heaters or she builds a fire and she gives everyone blankets so everyone can even when it's cold still sit outside nice and warm under the stars Uh, okay i well i can't do that because i don't have a yard of, of any kind but you know people can do that and then the best part is she said because eating outdoors is more work than serving inside she makes really easy no cook appetizers and then cocktails and then Serves takeout pizza and a big Caesar salad, right? I like
2: that, Liz. Okay, yeah. And You know, from cooking with Liz, we have a Caesar salad recipe, so we're good to go with that. We do, so, and we, we do. have all been sort of copying uh, Barefoot Contessa for years, so now we know how to do it. Just order some pizza, <laughs> okay? We're set. <laughs> takeout pizza. It's okay. Anyway, it was,
1: it was kind of a, it was a career highlight for me. I got to say,
2: good. well, you, you know, nailed it, Liz. Uh, we were, I was proud of you. We were all proud of you. There was a lot of back channeling, texting between <laughs> the sisters uh, you know uh, so mm-hmm. it was very exciting and uh, we were really rooting for you and I can't wait to see the book. So
1: yeah. Uh, and it, it, it has inspired me, Julie. I'm, I'm going to bring back cooking with Liz. I'm, oh, going, to do, good. I'm okay. going to do a mini Cooking with Liz holiday season. I'm working on the details now, but I think, I think in November, Cooking with Liz needs to get fired up again. So you'll get an announcement here on Satellite Sisters later this month. But yeah, again, you know, I still have things to learn, Julie. Believe it or not, there are still things I could learn about cooking.
2: Shocking (laughs) news. Okay, Liz. Well, I think we have time for a little news that you can use because I saw this story and I was like, "This has Liz Dolan all over." This is for you, and I think you're the ideal candidate. You know, right now there's not many. It's only a handful because uh, because of everything going on here. But there are a number of countries that are offering. remote worker visas so just imagine this sister liz Mm, you mm. could move your whole operation including cooking with liz (laughs) to barbuda or aruba or barbados or bermuda they are these islands are offering up to a year visa for remote workers so you bring your operation down there okay? okay you have to pay a visa fee all right. And you have to prove that you have some kind of income. And Leon and I would vouch for you, Liz. We would we could, <laughs> we could put our names on it. They, but here's the thing: they they are promising good connectivity, Liz. So you can oh, well, that's the key. we know yeah, the that's right. so you the can key. move to an island to a beach, Liz, and and do cooking with Liz. Uh, you can do the satellite sisters and everything else that you do in your world and be on a beach. So what do you think about that?
1: You know, I can see why that's hugely appealing to people, you know, especially friends of mine that are like crammed in their homes with, you know, their spouses and their kids. And it's hard to do all of that. I was talking to a friend last night who's (laughs) in that situation and she's thinking of making some kind of move but so does it say what the dog situation is Julie? i did
2: not look into that because mm-hmm. i know of course mm-hmm. you have hooper and maybe yes. for wouldn't like the beach but here's the good news the republic of georgia okay they also are offering this the good connectivity and then you could be in a mountain village so i'm sure they would allow dogs up there and then you could still get down to the black sea beaches as well mm. what do you think about So Georgia, Mm -hmm. not so
1: much. The Republic of Georgia. I remember sitting in a Moscow restaurant with you and there were a bunch of people like scary looking men in black coats in the corners. Yes, corner. that is,
2: that is, those would be Georgians, but they make their own wine. And what have I told you about Georgian wine? Never drink it. They all tell you it's delicious. <laughs> Gives you the worst hangover ever. Stay away from okay. that. But they have the delicious cheese dinner, the Hachapuri thing. You like that, Liz? That yeah. was a, yes. Georgian oh yeah.
1: Oh, that was delicious. Well, well okay. yeah. See, so every cuisine in the world, every cuisine in the world has melted yeah. cheese as a thing.
2: or anyway so those just keep that in mind but i really think that this might be something for you okay okay
1: all right i will consider that now this is the point in the show where we were yesterday morning julie when you and i were planning the show we thought this would be the perfect time for a jeffrey tubin joke because we thought (laughs) who might be up for leaving the country right now but then as that news story developed we decided there's absolutely nothing funny at all about that. So we're just going to skip right over him. Okay. Okay. Good (laughs) idea, Liz. But come on, man. What? I just don't even know what to say. Okay. So, so coming up next today, we really wanted to talk about nutrition during COVID because I know that, you know, we're not the only two people that are just trying to eat right, but find that like what we're craving has changed or I've, feel like I could adopt a few new more self care things that would be good for me. So Dr. Leslie Korn is joining us. She has a fantastic website with all kinds of tips and recipes. And we will have a link to that in our show notes. Um, As I said, at the top of the show, she's Harvard Medical School trained, but her thing is really natural remedies for all of the things we may be trying to control or feeling right now. And she has a lot of great tips she is going to share with us. So coming right up, Dr. Leslie Korn on how we can all be using nutrition and other integrative self-care remedies to care for ourselves during COVID. So stick with us. We are so happy at Satellite Sisters to have BritBox as a sponsor. You know, we love it. It's the streaming home of the best British television with exclusive mysteries, crime dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Julie, what's your fave?
2: Vera, I love this show. I'm on season 11. I mean, Brenda Blethyn is such a great actress. And the character Liz Vera, I don't know if you've watched it, but she's essentially Margaret Thatcher in a trench coat, okay? <laughs> she is bossing people around and solving crime. I love her. Okay,
1: well, I want to especially recommend Archie. Archie is a brand new limited series. It's starring Jason Isaacs as Archie Leach. Who is he? He's the man who became Cary Grant. And, you know... What's so interesting about this is it's sort of about how he became a star in old Hollywood, how he went from being Archie Leach to being Cary Grant. But also because it's him growing up in old Hollywood, there are a lot of people in the, in the movie playing Doris Day, Grace Kelly, George Burns. It's little snapshots of what it was like to become a movie star back in the day. So I really enjoyed it and recommend So sign up for BritBox today to stream Archie and any other fan favorites from any device you have. So we have a special limited time offer. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for the monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use our promo code SISTERS at checkout. Got it? Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Use promo code SISTERS at BritBox.com. We are so excited to have Dr. Leslie Korn here with us to talk about using nutrition and integrative practices during the time of COVID to keep us healthy. Dr. Leslie Korn, welcome to Satellite Sisters.
3: Thank you so much. Thrilled to be here.
1: Yeah. Oh, we have a lot to ask you, Leslie. So first of all, (laughs) your gorgeous website has a headline that says, improve your mood with food. And we thought, yes, sign us up for that. So what are the most challenging things we should be focusing on nutritionally right now to keep a, keep ourselves healthy? Is it different than it was before COVID times? Are we, how are we driving ourselves crazy?
3: Well, isn't that the truth? I think the challenge is not to go crazy. And absolutely, I think we should be eating like we were before COVID times when we were all relaxed and stress-free, right? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think we just have more right now. And what I'm finding with my patients is there are two types of people Those of us who've fallen off the wagon and we're eating all kinds of things we shouldn't be because we're so stressed out, like lots of sugar, which is just gonna end up depressing us, and lots of refined carbohydrates, or we are obsessing and really we could use a little bit of that mm-hmm. to eat lots of protein and good quality fats and vegetables and fruits and try to lay off all those comforting refined carbs which end up not really being all that comforting
1: yeah oh, yeah
3: that's so sad <laughs> i was hoping
2: i was hoping it was something else
3: Isn't that sad? I know. I know know
2: you're right. We know you're right.
1: We know you're right. That's why you're here, Leslie. We know you're right. We need a pep talk from you. So
3: here's the good news. Here's the good news. Here's my motto. If we do everything right about 80% of the time, we can debauch 10 or 15%. So it's not like we have to be pure. Okay.
1: Okay. That that really makes me feel better already. So can we talk a little bit about cravings, because it does feel like stress creates cravings that we didn't have before. So what is a craving? Why does that happen?
3: I know. Well, think of cravings as our brain asking for something. And when we don't give it what it wants, it it continues to bang at the door called cravings. So Think of it really as a positive sign that we need to self-medicate and there's nothing wrong with self-medicate, meaning calm ourselves down, pick ourselves up, whatever it is we need, that's what we need to tune into. And instead of choosing things that aren't really going to be an answer, you know, alcohol, drugs, uh, sugar, Mm. let's kind of dig deeply into what do I really need for myself and that's what cravings are really asking us to do is feed our brain now under stress it's kind of exacerbated because what happens under stress is our cortisol rises, you know, cortisol really called the death hormone because <laughs> it can fry our brain neurons, but the the cortisol makes us crave sugar and it makes us crave, almost feel out of control. So that's where we want to manage our stress with foods. And you know, the best way to do that, proteins and good, Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you find yourself craving donuts and sugar and chocolate, nothing uh, chocolate wrong with par. chocolate That's
2: what I crave. That's what I was. That's what I crave. Chocolate but
3: bars. That's fine. Chocolate is so good for you, and that's why I created a recipe called Healthy Chocolate Almond Joys. But it's without sugar because the oh. chocolate is medicine, but the sugar is poison. So uh-huh. you can make your own chocolate almond joy candy and what's better for you than chocolate coconut and almonds it's perfect brain food julie i would like to see you try this cooking I, with julie I, I, I'm
2: like i might not be able to finish the show right now i <laughs> no. might just have to go make these bars right this moment i didn't know that you know i just uh oh that's good okay. so i mean so, that's what i don't want to eat the chocolate bar so i would like a substitute but you're saying i still can get that chocolate taste that I really want, but I just have to do it without the sugar a healthier way.
3: Absolutely, chocolate is medicinal for you. It's anti-inflammatory, it boosts your mood. So it actually is a good uh, medicine. medicine. It's a food during this time of COVID. You can have it every day. There are all kinds of benefits. But when you've got sugar in it, that decreases the benefits. So, I, for example, really love cocoa. We're coming into cold weather. I love a healthy organic cocoa. You can add a little bit of coconut milk to it or a little Mm -hmm. coconut fat. You can froth it up. You can add a little, maybe a shot of espresso and make it a cold smoothie. You can really play with this as long as you know the principles that you sweeten it, maybe with a little raw honey, a little dark agave, a little stevia, whatever suits you. And then you can eat chocolate to your heart's content. Just don't let it give you uh, indigestion. Don't eat too, too much of it.
2: Okay. I
1: okay. We're, to... yeah, we're editing everything out except you can eat chocolate to your heart's
3: content. So <laughs> okay. <that's good. laughs> all right. You can <laughs> quote me.
1: <laughs> so, this is, all, this is all the concept of substitution that I, I took your course, and that, that's very important to take what we're craving and substitute things so that are just healthier choices, but satisfy that craving.
3: Absolutely. The principle of substitutions is perfect for our cravings because we tune in and we say, What am I craving? What is my brain asking for? Oh, it's asking for French fries. Well, instead of going out for horrible French fries with hydrogenated oils that are going to destroy your liver and your brain, how about making your own healthy baked fries, meaning, uh, you know, s- slather some sweet potatoes or white potatoes in olive oil. And sea salt bake them you can have your own ketchup without sugar just substitute you don't need to be a nun and and or go into the Himalayas and be an ascetic and never <laughs> and only eat celery juice no you can enjoy all these things but we're improving the quality
1: Okay. All right. I have one last craving question. And then we have a bunch of other questions about many of your beverage suggestions. My cravings. I'm curious about how Corona times have changed my actual like eating habits. I was never a late night snacker until now. And now I just find myself really wanting something. And even not while I'm laying on the couch at night watching TV, it's like It's like once I've gone to bed, I want to get out of bed and go eat something. What is that, Leslie? I don't understand what that is.
3: (laughs) I know that we go back to cortisol. One of the things that stress does to us is it dysregulates our handling of sugar, of glucose. Now, we need glucose for our brain to function. It's not that we don't need good quality sugars in the form of carbohydrates. But what happens under stress is that mechanism goes haywire, and if we get what's called reactive hypoglycemia, that means our blood sugar drops. And I wonder if that's what's happening with you, that Mm. you're eating your meals or maybe your meals have become a little dysregulated or you're not anchoring some of your meals with protein and fat, a little bit of good quality carbs. And then by 10, 11 at night, your blood sugar drops. And again, your brain is saying, feed me, feed me, give Mm -hmm. me something. And indeed, you know, you've really hit upon an important point, because if you find that you go to sleep and then you wake up in the middle of the night and you're hungry or you're a little agitated, that's a sign of reactive hypoglycemia. And the really important thing to do is to eat a little bit of something before you go to bed. So the principle of all of this is to recognize what's going on and do it consciously, not to do battle with with all of these signs and symptoms, but to read our bodies and minds and then respond to them in healthy ways.
2: I okay. like that. I like that, Leslie, because it doesn't sound like we're depriving ourselves. It's more what you said, reading our body correctly. I wanted to ask you, you know, you recommend using teas uh, for optimal wellness. And I'm I'm one I like to have um, drink an herbal tea at night. What do you recommend? Because I'm kind of in I drink the same tea every single night. And I think I'm kind of in a rut. And maybe I like to know what you recommend.
3: Oh, I've got some new recipes for you then to try. And I love teas. As a matter of fact, in my latest book, Natural Woman, it is all about herbs and teas for our lives from uh, pre-birth to uh, adios and sayonara, everything in between. and. Um, well, let's, let's go to one of our old standby teas, chamomile tea. We tend to ignore chamomile because we say, oh, that old tea, that's, that's, we know that tea, but do you know that that tea targets what are called the GABA receptors in the brain? They help us relax. And when we're a little upset, like stress due to COVID and all of our incarceration due to COVID, we need to relax our bellies so we digest better and utilize our nutrients. So I love chamomile. And one of the things I wanna suggest that you could also do with chamomile if you're feeling in a rut, I have a wonderful cherry chamomile smoothie, which you can make. So if you decide, oh, I don't feel like a hot tea tonight, you can make a very strong chamomile, keep it in the fridge, and then add it to a little hemp milk and a little bit of frozen cherries. And that can be a very relaxing drink at night also because cherries help you sleep because they help the hormone melatonin. So you can really play with your herbal teas hot and cold. Now, another herbal tea that I really like is kava. I don't know if you've tried kava. No, I
2: don't know. I don't know what kava is. Kava? I don't know what kava is either.
3: Kava, well, you must know about kava. It is a traditional indigenous uh, anti-anxiety drink. That's used by uh, traditional practice and indigenous peoples in the area of Polynesia, the Hawaiian Islands. It's one of the most potent, relaxing herbs. It has a little bit of bitterness, but don't be afraid of bitter because bitter in a plant tells you it's good for your liver. And that's going to help you release stress and actually release anger and and fear. And so try a little bit of kava at night also. Now, the way we use herbal teas is we use them medicinally and ask yourself what is my brain body asking for? Sometimes by the evening we can feel a little bloated from the day, mm-hmm. especially if we've been intemperate. And I love an herbal tea that combines polarity tea of licorice, fennel, fenugreek, and flax. And oh. again, a wonderful Whoa.
2: thing. I know. That's I would the- never put those uh, <laughs> ingredients together.
3: I guarantee you, if you love a licorice flavor, some people do and some people don't, you are going to love this tea. It, it's warming, it's soothing, it's uh, anti-anxiety, it's anti-gas, so it helps digest after a meal. Let's say you have a big meal at 6 at night. This is the perfect tea to have following. You know how when you're in an Indian restaurant, you leave and you pick up a little fennel seed and chew on it? It's mm-hmm. called carminative. It's to help you release gas. So this is a perfect tea, and it'll also help you sleep. And oh, the I never this... knew
1: that's why they had
3: those fennel seeds. That's yes, know. Yes, okay. it's because they know that food gives you gas.
2: And can you find these ingredients? Do you have to go to a specialty tea store like the cava, or or the you know the the fennel? You know, I guess you can just grind it up yourself is that how you
3: make these teas you know what's neat about it is you don't need to grind any of it fennel fenugreek seed licorice root and flax are all easily available at most tea stores Kava, you want to be make sure that you get a good quality kava. And there are some vendors out there that sell good quality kava. It might be a little, I don't think you'd find it, let's say, at our local Whole food store, uh, but you can get it online. Okay. And, and if people need some recommendations, they can always drop me a note. And I've got some good recommendations for where to That's access right. high quality herbs.
1: You know, Leslie, you also write about and talk about in your course late afternoon elixirs. <laughs> and that sounded very good to me. It sounds like you're recommending a few hot toddies for us. What is, <laughs> but I'm not clear on what an elixir actually is.
3: Yes. Well, I think we're going to benefit from hot toddies a little <laughs> bit as long as we're not alcohol contraindicated, meaning if you're in recovery, then I would avoid an elixir or or cordial. Now wow. we hear the word cordial and elixir and elixirs are generally herbs that we soak in maybe 50% alcohol. And I like, you could choose brandy or you could choose sherry, sometimes those little sweet alcohols. Now the difference between an elixir and a cordial, and we hear the word cordial, like, oh, I'd like to be cordial to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's cordial to me. Sounds
1: like a good idea.
3: (laughs) It refers to the heart. And cordials and elixirs evolve because a late afternoon cordial or elixir is so good for the heart, not just feelings, but our physical heart. So think about what kinds of herbs you love and what you'd like to drop into some alcohol at about 50%. The other 50% would be water. And then you let it sit for two weeks and strain it. And then you have a little nip of that late in the afternoon after a hard day at work, a hard day um, talking with people, a hard day putting the covers over your head due to, you know, COVID. Zooming.
2: Liz, Liz is zooming all day, so I think she. I think you should start soaking some, making some elixirs, Liz.
1: Yeah, a little nip in the afternoon. It sounds like that yes. could become a bad habit, but it isn't yet. So okay, that's, that's why right. But you does that, but by drinking convinced.
2: an elixir in the afternoon, Leslie, does that give you? Because a lot of people go into an afternoon slump. Does this is this what gives you a little extra energy to make it through the rest
3: of the day? Is it could it okay. could give you a little extra energy, and you might decide to pair an elixir. Um, Maybe with a little snack. You remember the the practice, the English practice of afternoon tea? And you know those old ladies were putting a little elixir in that tea, (laughs) don't you? And so I think the idea is, say, you know, my blood sugar is dropping. It drops Uh around four in the afternoon under stress and um, think about maybe a little snack with an elixir. So what do we put in an elixir? Again, think about what does my brain body want? You remember the tea I mentioned to you that you could have in the evening? Mm-hmm. Those, those ingredients could also be added to an elixir as well. So if you like that kind of licorice fennel taste, you could make an elixir out of that. You could make a ginger elixir. Oh, well. that sounds delicious. Oh, that I, uh, sounds good. Oh, okay. Yes. And so. it's going to be very warming during the, the cold months as we come into those. Okay.
1: All right. Speaking of warming, Julie, you had a last question, right? Yeah.
2: I wanted to ask, you have a few tips about baths. Now, I, I don't take a bath every night, but you, I mean, you're adding things to the bath that maybe, maybe would make me want to take uh, more baths in order to relax.
3: Absolutely. I think a bath is a good way to absorb uh, herbs and different kinds of nutrients that we need to relax or even to pep up. So not everyone has a bathtub. So you have two choices. One is you can take a bath and you can put herbs or even magnesium sulfate called Epsom salts, which is just rich magnesium that we absorb through our skin, help our muscles relax, help our brain relax, help us sleep. Those would be done at night. But you could also do a foot bath and get the same benefits. So let's think about what these different baths might do to us. In COVID stress, more of us are getting headaches. They can be tension headaches, digestive headaches, uh, eating too much headaches. And one of the best baths you can do is add a tablespoon of ground mustard seed to a foot bath. And you sit with your hot toddy or your elixir, and you're sipping on your elixir while your feet are soaking in a bath, and indeed I've got a video that'll explain how to do this on my YouTube page. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to do a bath. Another type of bath, not only in the evening where you might add a little lavender oil to the bath, mm-hmm. um, or yanglang, or any number of these delicious smelling, sensory enhancing uh, herbs and, and uh, essential oils, Think about a morning foot bath too. I know many of us get on our computer, we're catching up, we're looking at our calendars, we're getting ready for the day in our self-care. Why not sit in a foot bath rich with vinegar and rosemary? Vinegar, one cup of vinegar to a foot bath or to a full body bath, Energizes us, it picks us up, it alleviates depression, alleviates anxiety, and again, rosemary, an antidepressant, anti inflammatory if we've got any pain or depression. So, again, We're asking ourselves, how do we want to take in all of these wonderful natural remedies? We don't always want to swallow things and take capsules and Mm -hmm. remember Mm -hmm. all that. So we've got lots of opportunities. And baths is a wonderful self-care. I, I
2: That's very inspiring. Like, sounds I, awesome. I, Doesn't I, it, Julie? Really? I definitely want to do this. Yes. I feel like, Leslie,
1: this is the kind of stuff that pre-COVID I would have said, yeah, mm, sure, whatever. Now it just sounds like an awesome idea. and makes 100% sense to me. You know, like I always assume that Epsom salts, that's some old wives tale. Like, But when you explain it and I understand how soothing that would be and that it's a way of taking magnesium on board, Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Now the good thing is, Leslie, you have a special offer for satellite sisters and misters. So this is this is very exciting. We'll put we'll put all of this in the show notes and in the Facebook group. But if you go to Leslie's website, which is institute dot slash courses, you'll get 50% off all the courses there by using the coupon code SISTERS50. That's SISTERS50. So the coupon's going to be available from today through October 26th. And to make it valid, you just delete the current code that's at the checkout page and you put in SISTERS50. And again, I know it's very hard to remember all of that as you're driving around multitasking sisters and misters. So we'll put all of the notes where you can find them. And Dr. Leslie Korn's latest book is Natural Woman. So we'll have a link to that and to her website in the show notes and at SatelliteSisters.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Leslie Korn. I feel more,
3: you know, balanced and relaxed just for having spoken to you. Oh, my pleasure. And don't forget, old wives are our sisters in the know. And so old wives' tales should be paid attention to. Okay. Thank you. That is good
2: advice. Thank you, Dr. Leslie Korn. Totally
1: down with the old wives. Okay, good point.
0: Thank you, Leslie. My pleasure. (laughs) Bye-bye. We want to thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of Satellite Sisters and a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate that kind of support. And listeners, if you love Satellite Sisters, we really believe you're going to love ButcherBox, where you can get incredible deals on premium cuts of beef. And deals this good are hard to come by even at the grocery store. All right, what we love about ButcherBox? Convenience. High-quality meat and seafood you can trust that shows up right at your doorstep with free shipping always. And you can curate that customized box plan. And you know who this is perfect for, Jewel? No, Liam, what? The meal preppers in your life. Okay, meal prepping now is being taken to a whole new level. We used to just think of it as making a few things on Sunday, but no, people are on top of it. They are planning out their meals for the week, and Butcher Box is designed for this. It's perfect. You get these proportioned. You know, high quality meat servings that come right in. It's right in your freezer. You can look ahead for the week ahead and go, okay, I've got chicken, I've got the salmon, I've got the scallops, oh, I've got steak tips. Fantastic, my week is done. So if you're a meal prepper, you're getting organized with your meals this week, Butcher Box is for you. I absolutely love the quality. This is exactly how I plan my meals. Looking in my freezer, what do I have? Let's go. So we want to tell you, Satellite Sisters, about a great deal. The key to becoming a meal prep master? Stay stocked up on the essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips. For free. In every order for a whole year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com sisters. And use code SISTERS to choose your free offer and get $20 off. That's right. ButcherBox.com slash SISTERS and use code SISTERS to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay, so we are Great. back. That was what good. are we doing now, Joel? I'm just so excited. We've already learned so much.
2: <laughs> I know, Liz. I think I got to cook up some elixirs right away. <laughs>
1: elixirs even just saying the word i think that's you know i I'm, i don't want to acquire the habit of as she said taking a little nip every afternoon but you know an elixir from time to time sounds like just the ticket all right um before we get to entertaining sisters i just want to remind everyone that we have some cool new stuff in the satellite sisters shop and most of all thank you to susan Luscomb. You know, Jewel, she was one of the winners in our hashtag Sat Sisters Look What I Did contest.
2: Yes, she was.
1: Yeah. And so she got the whole box of swag from Satellite Sisters. And she she did a great post in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group saying, enjoying my book with a cup of tea in my Sat Sisters mug. And she displayed it all. She also got Claire Tanzi's cookbook and she made the upside down chicken. And it. she showed also her. Um, Satellite Sisters apron, so it was a real hit with her, and I think it will be a hit with you if you want to go check it out. So our new collections, other than you know the Satellite Sisters logo and a, f- a few other things, number one is the Peace and Sauce collection. Have you ordered any yet, Jewel? I think you uh,
2: can- Liz, I, it's hard to choose between the, <laughs> the, the the new collections that you've come out with, but uh, they're all good and clever. So Peace and Sauce, who I mean that is a great apron. We, holidays are coming up. Everybody needs that. It's a great message, too.
1: Yes. Another message, new collection just says stay connected. That's the ultimate message for 2020. And then the last one for the Cooking with Liz insiders is a whole collection that just says, I'm an eyeballer. (laughs) Uh, i had such a kick uh working with our designer emily (laughs) to create those so anything you want to order there's a link in the show notes to our shop or if you go to our website satellitesisters.com and you click on about the shop will be in the drop down menu so um so give that a go and now's a good time to start your holiday shopping um no matter what you're doing over the holidays all right speaking of holidays joel We have a couple of uh, Halloween discussions we want to have, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah.
1: And this could be the all dressed up and no place to go (laughs) Halloween season.
2: Absolutely. It's canceled in most places. I I know. I know. I know.
1: But I got to say, my hat's off to the people. I forget the name of the company. They create all of the, the sexy Halloween costumes, which I used to object to. Like when it first started, I was like, oh, come on. Do we always have to be sexy? Is that the key? But now this year, I'm very happy that someone is out there making a sexy banana bread
2: costume, Julie. (laughs) That's funny, Liz. That's funny. Yeah. That doesn't seem possible. What what is in a sexy banana bread costume? Well,
1: it's sort of a tube dress, a little mini dress that's a tube uh, in silver metallic. So that's the loaf pan. You get it? Okay. And then there's there's brown velvet in the front, which is the bread, uh-huh. and then there's some banana peel details on the brown velvet, so that's the bananas. So you
2: know, okay, okay that's pretty funny. I like yeah. that.
1: Okay, th- me too. Because banana bread, we're we're never going to want to eat anymore after 2020. Okay, next up, you're never going to want this after 2020 either. The sexy hand sanitizer, Julie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I've already declared my favorite, Liz. You know, it's the Suave hand sanitizer. So oh, unless yes. It, unless it's a big a big bottle of Suave, uh, I'm out.
1: Okay. Well, this is a mint green bodysuit emblazoned with a totally not Purell logo, as
2: they say. Okay.
1: Under, it's a clear vinyl flared dress. So clear, you yeah. know, over the mint green bodysuit. Uh huh. Um, and then there are words across the clear midriff that says kills 99% of germs. So um, I will never be wearing that, but I just, I try to imagine the people at this company sitting around
2: dreaming this stuff up and I'm, and I'm happy for them. <laughs> okay, Somebody's having a good time during COVID and, and exactly. apparently it's the people at the sexy ho- Halloween costume <laughs> shop.
1: One last thing, sexy murder hornet, Julie. Yeah. No, they because they said, mean...
2: mm-hmm. Can you believe that? I mean, now we have murder hornets. And I I hear there's an asteroid hurtling towards (laughs) space, too. All in 2020. Well, the sexy Halloween costume people said there are loads of, like,
1: cute honeybee costumes out there. But, you know, murder hornet, that's a whole new level. So... (laughs) Okay. so you can do that. I don't know where you're going to wear these things, because please don't go out trick or treating. But that's it. Uh, All dressed up and no place to go this Halloween. You can still be sexy at home, I guess. So so that's that. All right. Entertaining sisters. We had a few things we wanted to recommend here. Uh, First, I'm just going to say this goes in the classic Satellite Sisters category of very late to this party. The novelist, Tana French, you know who she is, Julie, the Irish, like yes. mystery novelist. Yes. Okay. I know
2: who she is. I have not actually not, not read any of her. Uh, oh, okay. So you're even later to this party than I than Okay. I am. Do you feel better now? Do
1: feel <laughs> better? I do. So okay. she's got, she's got a new novel called The Searcher. It just came out. So I downloaded it as an audio book. Um, and I'm really, I'm about halfway through it and I'm really, really enjoying it. It's sort of the best of all worlds because it's got a Chicago cop, so that's good. Mm-hmm. It happens in the West of Ireland, so that's fun. Right. Uh, you know, of course, the Chicago cop has all these chatty neighbors that, you know, so that gives the reader of the audiobook a chance to show off all kinds of accents, so that's good. And then the, the mystery kind of, It reveals itself slowly, Julie. It's slowly, slowly, slowly. It's secrets lie hidden in this tiny Irish town. So you got to love that, right? So I highly recommend The Searcher. Um, So here's the thing. Tana French, I didn't know. I mean, she's had all these hit books. Like Uh her first big one was called In the Woods, right? That Mm -hmm. was 2007. These are all kind of psychological mysteries, but they call her the first lady of Irish crime. But I didn't realize because I always hear of her as Irish. She was actually born in the US. She was born in Vermont, but has lived her whole adult life in Ireland. So anyway, I'm on the verge of finishing The Searcher and I highly recommend it.
2: Okay. That's a good book recommendation. and I guess I better start reading her before it's too late. (laughs) Liz, I have a movie that's about being stuck in an infinite time loop. How does that sound? I
1: love (laughs) these kinds of movies. For some reason, I just always love this.
2: Well, we've all sort of been stuck in an infinite time loop. Yes, Uh, we have. And of course there is the Groundhog Day, which is, there is that connection. But the name of this movie is Palm Springs. (gasps) Do you know this? And it has stars Andy Sandberg and Kristen Malati. And it is, it is funny. It is sweet and sad. And it's very inventive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, I would recommend it. Now, it it does have an R rating um, because it has a number of what I would call coarse scenes. Like, okay, really? I mean, these, you know, they're put in there for, I don't know, 18 year old boys or whatever. And there's some coarse language, but there is a lightness to this movie. And um, but at the same time, I think it has something very deep to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes, I saw that. I really liked it. I would highly recommend it too. Okay. Like it's a it's a grown up movie for grown up people. It is a grown up know.
2: movie, but um, it ha it's uh, it's very well done. So. And I thought she was great in it. What's her name? Her, her name actress? is Kristen Malotti, Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know mm-hmm. she
1: was great. Andy Samberg, I always love. Okay. Good recommendation. Now I have one that I want to ask you about, Julie, because I saw it and I have mixed feelings, but I want to know. Have you seen and what did you think of the new Aaron Sorkin movie, The Trial of the Chicago Seven that's on Netflix?
2: So, Liz, I started to watch that and I thought the first like three minutes because it was a classic Aaron Sorkin movie. There was a lot of fast talking people and they were (laughs) moving around rooms and it was I felt like I was back on West Wing. But then as I started to watch it, I guess because I'm old enough to actually remember the real characters that this is based on. These were, you know, 60 protesters. I mean, I was a very young girl, but I still uh, remember this. That I found it very distracting to have all those big name stars like Sasha Baron Cohen in in the role of like Abby Hoffman. You know, Interesting. so Interesting. I I didn't I, I kind of lost interest in it. So no. but what did okay. you think?
1: Well, you know, I'm a total Aaron Sorkin junkie, so it was required that I watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had forgotten how the trial actually turned out. I also was thinking about the fact that, like, wait a minute, 1968, how old was I? I was 11. I remember... I remember the riots at the DNC. Uh, I I remember the trial. I especially remember Bobby Seale being chained to his chair and gagged. So I mean, those are things that really stick in your brain if you right. see that kind of stuff when you're a kid. But I didn't I didn't actually remember how the trial turned out. Like I, I was like, did they go to jail? Did they not go to jail? So that part of it I I it was very interesting to me. Just the refresher course. Like you, I, I mean, it's kind of an all-star cast giving all-star performances. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen, Michael Keaton plays Ramsey Clark. Um, Mark Rylance plays, you know, William Kunstler. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Strong, the guy from um, Succession, he's in there. Frank Langella is the judge. So it is a little... A little distracting that they're all so famous. I thought they were all really good, but then here's something that I read that would, you know, sort of support your point of view on this. Aaron Sorkin actually wrote this in 2007, oh. and, and Steven Spielberg was going to make it then with a cast of unknowns. So that was the plan, and then all of a sudden the writer's strike hit. So that version of the movie never got made. So Um, do you think you would have liked it better if they were all unknown?
2: Yeah, because I found it very distracting to have all those big name actors. Yeah. Yeah. Individuals, many of whom are, are still alive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well I would, you know, I'm sorry, I'm an Aaron Sorkin completist. So <laughs> yes, Liz. I, I knew you would have watched that. I knew that.
2: I knew so that. I had
1: to watch it. And the other thing that I have to watch this week that I haven't watched yet is the, the new the West Wing thing that they did, uh that's that's on right now. So, you know, I have some Aaron Sorkin left to do. So okay. So we have we have a split decision on the trial of the Chicago Seven.
2: Okay. And finally sort of a mind bending thing Liz. Okay, I admit it. I get the AARP magazine. It comes to my house. I think, you know, I can't and who is on the cover but Bruce Springsteen, okay? On the cover um, of AARP. Okay, That's that is
1: a heartbreaker. That
2: is that is kind of a heartbreak, but he's mm-hmm. on because there's a big interview because he has a new album dropping this Friday called Letter to You. And this is um this is This is a new album tailored to longtime fans of of The Boss. Well, that would be
1: us. That Mm -hmm. would be
2: us. And it's about aging and loss and the meaning found in music. And it drops on Friday. So you can watch right now. You can go and see the trailer because they also made a black and white documentary that will be available on Friday of the recording of this latest album. And that's going to be on Apple TV. Oh, I saw okay. the trailer to that and it looks outstanding. So that happens Friday on Apple TV. You can see the, um, you can see a, a movie, a documentary about the making of Bruce Springsteen's new album letter to you. Okay.
1: That sounds like some excellent entertainment. Thank you for that. Okay. All right. On that note, we're going to have to start to wrap up here. We would like to thank our sponsors and thank you to our engineer, Sergio Enriquez, who always makes us sound better than we do in real life. <laughs> thank you, Sergio. <laughs> thank you, surgery. Sergio. Okay. So Julie, um, anything on your to-do
2: list this yeah. week? Anything As major? you know, trick or treat is canceled. Okay. And uh, mm. so I am going to make five bags with chock full of uh, lots of candy for my grandchildren, because I think it stinks. And I feel like Kids are really getting gypped this year that they're not going to get to go out trick-or-treating. It is, it is just another thing that stinks about this. And if you're an adult, I would say, let's pass on the sexy, sexy banana bread <laughs> costume. And why don't you reach out and make, you know, some, a nice bag of candy and give it to a kid, you know, because, because we all had Halloween growing up. They deserve Halloween. And um, that's what I think.
1: Maybe I'll make a cauldron of witchy elixirs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Liz. Like, you know, my neighborhood is a major Halloween neighborhood. I know. And I was walking around um, that part of the neighborhood uh, on Sunday. And and I noticed that one of the houses that always does like a bang-up decoration job, they did it again this year, but they have a big sign up that said, 2020 is scary enough. See you next year, yeah. and I thought, mm, yeah, that is sad. Okay, so we owe Halloween to kids anyway, so we all need to do the best we can. That's your point. That's exactly it. Okay. Um, Well, my to do is,
2: I realized, you know, do you wear a Fitbit, Julie? Do you? No, I don't. I'm married uh, to a Fitbit, and so that works <laughs> out well. Okay. <laughs> So
1: I I just decided, like, I look at my Fitbit scores and I try to keep track of the obvious things like steps, but I do not understand the sleep score. Like, so I get the idea, like, good, fair, and it gives you a number, Mm -hmm. but then when you get into the actual stats, it's like, how much deep sleep, how much Mm -hmm. REM sleep, Mm -hmm. how much but my question, I don't have the answer to, is like compared to what? Like, how much am I supposed to? How much deep sleep am I supposed to be getting? Liz, how much
2: you want? You want a ninety plus score every day? That's what you I should do? go for again, because I sleep with a Fitbit. Uh, we get, I get my sleep score every day. Yeah. Really? I yes, have never yes. gotten
1: close to ninety. Never. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, okay. there, there you go. You have a target, sister. Okay? But that's what I
1: need to know. Like, how do I get to ninety? Do I need more REM sleep? If I do, just tell me, and I'll try to you do need,
2: it. Need uh, and you need an elixir. You need a hot bath, <laughs> and you need some tea, herbal tea.
1: Ah, uh, okay. All right. Those are all good suggestions. So that's a reminder that you can go to Dr. Leslie Corn's website and maybe get some miracle cures for all of that. But I think we're I think we're done for the day. We're looking forward to having Leeanne back next week. We hope she's enjoying. Her little vacay right now. So have a good week, Jewel. You too, Liz. Thanks for listening to Satellite Sisters. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.